Dateline, May 19th, 2011. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 148 of the Airplane Geek Show. Boy, uh, Grant, getting close to the uh, big 150 now, and, um, you know, it's not far away, actually, from Ausdesk at number 100. Oh, mate, I'm still recovering from uh, Airplane Geeks number 100, but, uh, yeah. mate, mate I've, I've got to ask a big important question. Um, isn't this a little early? That we're recording this, you mean? Yeah, it's the 19th. Normally we'd be doing this in another few days. Absolutely, yes. We've got to record this one early this week, folks, because um, I'm having a rare weekend away. Unbelievable. So I haven't got time to edit this weekend, and I'll be killed if I take any of the editing gear up to my in-law's place for the weekend. Ooh, bad news, mate. Yeah, not a good look, mate. Not a good look, and uh, neither is letting me do the edit at the Ausdesk. We've all heard the results on those ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grant, what's been going on in Australia this week? There's been... Uh, quite a few events. The uh, big news uh, that just recently broke was uh, when an RAAF PC-9 training aircraft uh, crashed just outside of East Sail Air Base, uh, not far from Melbourne here. Uh, the aircraft uh, had a total power failure uh, not long after departure. Now, these aircraft are based out at the uh, Royal Australian Air Force Base at East Sail, which is uh, the biggest air force base here in Victoria, and in fact, really the only one that's uh, open to flight ops these days for the RAF. The Air Force's uh, School of Air Navigation is out there amongst a few others, and of course, it's where the uh, the Roulettes, the uh, Air Force display team is based. It's about 300 kilometres to the east of Melbourne, so it's in quite a, uh, a rural area. Sale is quite a big town, but it provides a great area for the the Air Force to get out there and train. And uh, this flight, uh, under the call sign Aladdin 71, a PC-9, in fact it was actually one of the Roulettes planes, but we understand it wasn't doing a Roulettes training flight. It took off from the base, didn't get too far, and uh, apparently the crew tried to circle around and get it back to, uh, back to the base, but uh, apparently it looked like it wasn't going to make it, so they both ejected and the aircraft uh, came to rest uh, about a kilometre or so from the base, we understand. A bit of a shame, Grant. The uh, serial number for all you uh, plane spotters out there is uh, A23-039. That's right, Steve. It wasn't a roulette flight. It wasn't doing any aerobatic formation training. It was a trainee instructor going out with a full instructor and they were bringing him up to scratch that he was ready to start uh, training more pilots through the RAF's processes and methods when the uh, incident occurred. Absolutely. So uh, the two pilots, one a 45-year-old and the other a 28-year-old, both uh, well-experienced and highly qualified Air Force pilots. Uh, one of the bosses down there at RAAF East Sail is Group Captain Glenn Coy. Here's what he had to say to uh, Channel 10 News. Yesterday afternoon, a Pilatus PC-9 trainer from the Central Flying School on a routine training mission experienced a loss of engine power, which caused the crew to eject about one kilometre to the south of the base here at Sail. The crew were uh, treated at the scene and transported to hospital where they remain in medical care. They're both in a stable condition and in good spirits. The Air Force maintains a very strict airworthiness and safety system and an accident investigation team is finding the cause of the incident. Until we know that, the PC-9s have been suspended from further flying. An ejection is a fairly serious thing which puts significant strain on the body. The crew are in a satisfactory condition. They're under medical care and they'll find out uh, extent of any injuries and treat them as necessary. Yeah, an interesting grant. Uh, this is actually the second uh, major incident with a PC-9 this year. They had uh, another incident over at RAAF Pierce across in Perth, which is uh, the home of uh, two flight training squadron. And uh, yeah, they were grounded earlier this year uh, as a result of an engine fire in another PC-9, not this particular one as we understand it. But uh, yeah, these aircraft, uh, grant they're, uh, you know, 20 plus years old now, but uh, that doesn't mean that they're not, uh, you know, serviceable aircraft. They've been a very, very reliable machine for the RAF. They just seem to be having a few troubles of late. That's right, Steve. It's the uh, second time the PC-9 has been in the news here in Australia uh, this year, but it's actually the third time that uh, anyone's actually ejected from a PC-9 here in Australia. 
The first time was on the 21st of March in 1992 when uh, two Kiwi exchange aircrew ejected at low level after an engine failure in uh, near Albany, Western Australia. Uh, the second time was on Friday the 21st of January 2005. Uh, the roulette display team were practicing uh, again near East Sale and one collided with the other and uh, one aircraft was returned safely to East Sale. The other one, uh, Flight Lieutenant Roland Arnie Morshek, ejected at only 300 feet and still survived. Uh, the uh, Martin Baker ejection seats in the PC-9 they're referenced as 060. They'll uh, work at zero altitude, but you need to be doing 60 knots for them to uh, deploy properly. You know, sad to lose that aircraft, but, uh, you know, good to hear that those guys are safe. We're actually going through the, some photos on airliners.net of this particular aircraft, and there was a shot taken of a, a great cockpit shot, actually, Grant, taken of this particular aircraft up in Darwin only about a week ago as we record this. But, uh, Grant, let's move on to another aircraft that's been having some trouble, and that's the uh, the A380, the Nancy Bird Walton, that was in the infamous QF32 flight last year that massive engine failure. That's right. And the ATSB has released a preliminary uh, interim report and they've confirmed that uh, the oil feed pipe uh, manufacturing error was responsible for the major cataclysmic failure. However, it wasn't in the area that they originally thought. It turns out it was actually in a slightly different area that the fatigue cracking problems really were occurring. So uh, yes, it's the problem, but not quite where they thought they were looking and uh, Still quite interesting. Uh, they have actually come out and said that Rolls Royce is to blame for the whole thing. It is a design manufacturing fault, and uh, it's being compounded by the fact that Rolls Royce didn't have uh, effective documentation on lots of their engines. Uh, documentation couldn't be found. So, uh, kind of interesting that they don't really know exactly which of their engines may still be suffering from this problem. According to this article we're looking at here in the AustralianAviation.com.au website, apparently 53 of these engines were affected in the end. They all had to be removed and inspected, not only from Qantas, of course, but every other operator around the world that's using the Trent 900 engine. So it's been a very costly exercise, but one that's obviously well worth undertaking, you know, if it makes sure that they're all safe. Look, mate, with the QF32 issues and engines and maintenance being in the news, not surprisingly, our media have been overdramatized a few uh, recent incidents on Qantas's behalf. Yeah, we've, we've talked a lot lately about how Qantas, um, you know, sometimes it's through their own hand, but uh, they have been fair game for the media. And uh, we awoke a couple of mornings ago uh, to hear this on uh, Channel 9's morning show. A Qantas flight from Singapore to Melbourne made an unplanned stop in Adelaide this morning after the crew discovered there wasn't enough fuel on board. The A380, with 249 passengers on board, made the unexpected stop around 5am. Now, Qantas is saying that the fuel shortage wasn't the result of a leak and says there was no emergency landing. Yeah, and I've got to tell you, Grant, that was one of the better reports that we heard. Uh, some of the radio news reports had it going as an emergency landing and all the rest of it. The thing that annoys me here, even in the, that particular uh, report there, was making it out that the crew suddenly discovered that the aircraft was running short of fuel. Well, you know, I, I can't imagine for one second that would have been the case. And any pilot knows that when you're doing any sort of cross-country flight, let alone a long-haul flight like this, you've got alternate airports planned right across your route. Uh, it would appear in this case that they've uh, struck some stronger headwinds you know, than they had expected. And as a result, they made the calculations that they weren't going to have enough fuel to make the uh, trip right through safely so they diverted to an alternate airport in this case it was Adelaide so uh, I would hardly call that an emergency in fact I'd call that uh, very prudent flying indeed mate the way the media are making it out it's almost like oh Reggie I say, whatever happened to that 20 tonnes of fuel? 
<laughs> yeah, suddenly oh. discovered. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Maybe number two dumped it accidentally. So there you go. You won't hear any of those criticisms for, from us. I think those. I think that flight crew's done exactly what they're paid to do. They've made a you know made a decision. That's what they're paid to do, and uh, they've acted in the safest manner possible. So uh, all credit goes to them, and uh, it would be nice if, uh, you know, perhaps it wouldn't be so sensationalised in the mainstream media just for once. Is that too much to hope for, Grant? Well, one can only dream, but I think we're going to see a lot of sensationalism in the media pretty soon related to uh, pilots and Qantas because Qantas is going head-to-head with its unions even harder. It's still going nasty with the engineers, and now it's getting nasty with the pilots. They've actually knocked back the uh, Australian International Pilots Association's claims and are saying, no, you're not getting anything you want. You guys are bad. You're trying to take us to the wall. It's quite interesting. Many people think that uh, current senior management of Qantas are trying to take them to the wall, but no, uh, Qantas is saying it's the pilots and the engineers who are doing that for them. You know, it's interesting, Grant, and, you know, through our little journey here on uh, on Plane Crazy Down Under, we, we come across uh, Qantas pilots here and there, and it strikes me that they're less worried about the amount of money that they're getting. Most of them seem reasonably satisfied with their pay packets. It's their job security that they're worried about more than anything else. And I, I think depending on which side of this argument you come down on, yes, obviously Qantas has to make money. Uh, nobody's doubting that. But as we've talked about many times before in this segment, Grant, they're watching pilot groups from other airlines and even within their own airlines uh, being employed on, on far less generous conditions than than they are, doing similar sorts of jobs at uh, often half the money. Uh, and they're very worried that uh, this is this is eating away at their job security. I mean, you can't blame the pilots. I don't blame the pilots anyway for being uh, upset about the way things are going at Qantas. Well, it's... It's, it's interesting to watch as Qantas works to set up uh, potentially a Malaysian operation, although they deny strenuously that they're asking for a Malaysian AOC. Then there's also the, the whole Jet Connect coming out of New Zealand. Jetstar setting up New Zealand and Singapore bases where they say, oh, our people are paid more to base in uh, Singapore. Well, they may be paid more per hour to fly, but they don't get as many benefits and everything else that comes along and they're not covered under the Australian work agreements and laws and so on. And that's a major saving of money. And also, uh, they're also not covered under Australian laws for workers' compensation, superannuation, and uh, various leave loading and things like that. So Qantas is saving a packet by moving them out there. So effectively, the Qantas pilots are seeing that more and more of, the, of their jobs are being outsourced overseas. The engineers are seeing the same. We've reported ages ago about uh, Qantas cabin crew and how they've, Qantas has set up the Qantas Cabin Crew Australia company to hire people on Jetstar-style awards to work in mainline Qantas. And the word going around at the moment is that very soon the only thing that's actually Australian about Qantas will be the kangaroo painted on the bloody tail. Ooh, stinging words there from Grant McCarran. Well, I think we'll get off our soapboxes for now. That's been uh, quite a long uh, Ausdesk. Now, of course, okay. we specialise in doing yeah, long Ausdesks. Well, 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 if I've got to get off my soapbox, can you go get the ladder? <laughs> I'm not jumping down off this. Oh, sorry, mate. I've got the trampoline out the backyard, but that do. Oh, okay. Let's go for that. Absolutely. All right. Now, just before we go, folks, we uh, just wanted to uh, make mention here of the uh, Get the Airplane Geeks, the extra hour on June 18th at the uh, the Udvar Hazi Centre that uh, the geeks are raising a bit of money for there. Uh, put in for that, folks. Uh, the Airplane Geeks are going to uh, be meeting up, of course, with the guys from Flight Time Radio, Milford and Charlie. And, of course, we have a bit of a vested interest there, Grant, because we do a segment on that show, too, every second week or thereabouts. So, uh, you, you're sorry, Rob, you can't go anywhere without bumping into us. Mate, he must be getting really upset about that. Yep, and uh, in fact, 
uh, we've been talking to Milford and Charlie and uh, Grant and I are going to sit up until some ridiculous hour of the morning. Oh, like we do most of the time. Yeah, and like we're going to call now. into we're going to call into that show too. So uh, you're not going to be able to get away from us. We've never been to the Udvar Hazi Centre, but uh, we'll be there by default. Indeed, indeed. Well, meanwhile, I think it's time to go and let the guys take over the controls again. Hey, Steve, can you bring that uh, trampoline a tad closer to my soapbox? <laughs> yeah, I'm just dragging it over here now, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, that'll about do it. Okay, I'm ready whenever you are, mate. Okay, jump. Woohoo! <laughs> Wee! Yeah. Wee! <laughs> Woohoo! This is great. How many, Whoa. G- how many G's are you pulling there, mate? Boing. Hey. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. Woohoo! All right, then. Get into that argument again. Uh, all right. Well, Grant's been drinking too much Wee. sugar. I'll try and get him down off his sugar Wee. high, and we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, Woo. folks. Backflip. Woohoo! Hey, watch this. Woo! Triple hit pike with a. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>